0: We are recording like normal on oh, no, a not windy Saturday. <laughs> Damn, that shit was crazy, though, yesterday. So, yep. like, the rain just came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, people at work like get in your safe spots. I'm like, nah, I'm not getting in my safe spot <clears> at <throat> I mean,
1: you don't know, not until the fucking sirens go off. And they did go off. They didn't go off for me. Oh, the sirens didn't go off for you? Well, they went off at noon. When they weren't supposed to? When they weren't supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> when like, it, was, it was it was like a fucking clear day on, on my side of town. I was like, whoa. Okay. Oh, you didn't even have to worry about that at all? Uh, well, I mean, parts of it, you know, like parts of the day, it cleared up real nice. You know? Yeah. Like, right around noon is when it was like. Sunny and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We were in the eye of the storm. It was all sunny and shit. <laughs> Which is bad. <laughs> it was fucking bad. I was like,
0: okay, uh that's not a good sign at all with this kind of weather that we're having right now. Yeah. It was
1: like hot too. Like in the middle of
0: that. Like super hot, right? Yeah. Like super
1: hot. And then all of a sudden, like... dude, I got back from lunch and like, uh, <clears throat> I parked my car and I was going to wait a few minutes because it started raining. Um, but then the wind picked up, dude. It was like light out conditions. I was like in the middle of a fucking hurricane. I thought the, I thought the wind was going to pick my fucking car up and throw it.
0: Really? with The it, way that you shaking?
1: It moved my car. Damn. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're like, if I wasn't in here, like if I was in
1: here a little longer. All right. Well, I hung out and then it like stopped and I'm like, okay, I'm going to sneak inside real quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, okay. might as well. right? Mm-hmm.
0: Like, yeah, like, it's funny, because I have friends in Canada, and, like, they've been, like, last weekend, they had, like, super snow, mm-hmm. and then, like, it was, like, warm as hell down
1: here, and it's still kind of warm, it's not that bad out right now. Yeah, a few <laughs> of the guys I game with, um, some of them are from Canada, and some of them <clears throat> are, like, over in the Rockies and stuff, yeah. too, <clears throat> and they got, you know, they've been sending me pictures of, like, there's snow and shit like that, like, yeah. fucking, like, feet deep snow, you know?
0: Yeah, wasn't expecting it at all. I'm like, wild. Yeah, and like, well, Mother Nature is wild. <laughs> Welcome to the Evil Gaming Podcast, episode 188. I'm your podcast MC Perry. And today I just have Stone. <laughs> He's on the ones and twos with us today. It's just, it's just me. <laughs> just, it's just me. Me, myself, and uh, that's what Stone's thinking. <laughs> uh, happy Women's History Month. And, like, we are there now. Black History Month was good. Now we're in the women's history month, even though we argue that every month should be Women's History Month, just like every month should be Black History Month. But we take our time I think, this time this month here in the States to pay homage to everyone that we're trailblazers, you know? It's like that. But if you're not familiar with why you do things at A Gaming, look at video game news in a way it might be influential to the gaming community. Talk that shit along the way, and occasionally sometimes maybe walk it back. <laughs> We're gonna try to make this one kinda Yeah. We got shit to do today, so we'll see what we get. Um, just so now where would you like to start? Let's start with Wolong. On. Hi uh, is it getting good reviews? Yeah. It Seems getting...
1: like it's a solid game. Um uh, so, looks like it has some performance issues, um and some of the combat apparently is too easy. Yeah, it's a, <clears throat>
0: it's a baby's first Dark Souls game. Yeah. <laughs> baby's first Dark Souls? <laughs> yeah, like, it's a baby's first Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. It's not really that punishing. But apparently, I've been talking to some of my friends, they said, well, it's not the difficulty that makes Dark Souls a good game. It's more about the lore and exploration. No. <laughs> you think it's more of the hard mode? It's what it. Is. No. It, it, <laughs> listen.
1: Every, like... Every motherfucker I talk to about Dark Souls is like, the game's so hard, I love it. Literally the first fucking thing they say about Dark Souls. It's so hard, I love it. (laughs) I don't think I've ever said that. But I love it though. (laughs) Every motherfucker I've ever talked to about Dark Souls is just like, I love this game because it's so hard. It fucking, like, I died 37 billion times before I finally beat the boss. Ugh, I feel so accomplished.
0: Oh, my God. Shout out to our viewership. But, uh, no. Not for me, uh one of my friends, because I play Monster Hunter, is always like, look, if you play Monster Hunter, then this game is not hard. And then that's the mentality I've had ever since. There's actually a correlation between the two games. It's yeah. weird. Because <laughs> hunting monsters, sometimes, like, this is really hard, but, like, once you... Can knock it out in like five minutes
1: or cheaper. Mm-hmm. It's like ah, oh, this game's not hard. Well, I mean, that's like I think that's most things, right? It's like it, most most games. I feel like have a skill progression, right? There's a there's a skill ceiling uh, where you know you gain information about enemy counters, bosses, whatever, what have you. Um, as you gain mastery over those concepts. Uh, the game becomes easy yeah. because you know what you're doing. You know, Yeah, that's because there's like, a skill progression. Yeah, I kind
0: of like what wanted did because I was like, "Well, mm-hmm. this is like super hard." I'm like, eh, "It's not super hard, guys." Like, it's, it's really not. <laughs> it's not at all. Like once you figure shit out, it's easy. Mm-hmm. And that's how I don't know. Some people I've saw more reviews just that, like this game should have been longer. Blah blah blah. I'm like yeah, it's right. Enough about that game. Um, but it's on Game Pass too. Are you, you think you might check it out? If it's on Game Pass, yeah, I'll check it out. <laughs> and that's the problem, though, is that the, there's some people are reviewing it based off that it is on Game Pass, so it has a higher review score, which is not bad. Like, I guess that, that elements it, because, like, I guess it is also on PC and PlayStation, mm-hmm. but if it's free on Game Pass, it deserves the grade that it gets. May as
1: well check it out.
0: Might as well check it out. I do, like I said, I have a friend that he plans on checking out, because the the producer of this also produced Bloodborne. Oh,
1: well, Mm -hmm. kind of a thing. (laughs) It's like, oh, I like Bloodborne. I want to play these other games that are like Bloodborne. (laughs) Who knew?
0: (laughs) Shocking. (laughs)
1: Shocking. I'm going to play the other game. (laughs) And then you have motherfuckers that are like, I'm not buying a PlayStation 5 until they announced Bloodborne 2. Yeah. Shout out to you, Nick. Shout out to you. <laughs> Shout out, Nick. Shout out to you, Nick. Oh, <laughs> so funny. He's doing good. Um,
0: What was it? So, have you seen your score yet? Because you're the one that picked it up that game. I haven't looked, no. Oh, I'm pretty sure you're in the league now.
1: I just assume that I'm great and awesome and uh, <laughs> good at, at picking the bitchy games. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so next, Wolf Among Us got, delay, got delayed. Got because they want to avoid crunch. How do you feel about that?
1: I mean, I think that I think the companies should do everything they can to avoid crunch. I feel like um, you shouldn't need it, you know. I feel like you can delay a game and it'd be okay, especially in today's day and age. You know, I think, um, especially after COVID, you know, with all the delays that got hit there, uh, I think uh, the video game audience is more receptive to that sort of thing. Um, you know, there's there's still assholes out there, don't get me wrong. Um, there will always be assholes, but I think people are more understanding of like what's going on in the world Mm -hmm. and what's going on with, you know, video game development and how it all works. And I I feel like those resources are more widely available too. I think a lot of people are being more transparent about video game development, uh, what goes into it, how long it takes. Mm -hmm. Uh, so those resources are more widely available. Um, like just the other, just yesterday, um, I follow uh, Coffee Steen Studios on YouTube uh, for updates for Satisfactory. Yeah, right? um, but they went into a whole like behind the curtain, like this is how uh, the corporate structure for Coffee Steam Studios works, because they're part of a family of companies that also have a publishing arm and they publish other games. So mm-hmm. the, what prompted it is, like, he's getting harassed, you know, the, their community manager for Satisfactory is getting harassed about, well, not harassed, that's maybe a strong word, um, about other properties that uh, Coffee Stain Studios doesn't work on. Okay. But their sister company, the publishing company, publishes the games, right? So, like, Valheim, for instance, is published by Coffee Stain. But it's not Coffee Stain Studios, which is the development company for Satisfactory. Oh, it's a different company that under oh. the Coffee Stain umbrella. Okay. And so it was—it was really neat to to see that peek behind the curtain and like how it all lays out. And I, I'm intrigued by that stuff anyway, and I feel like a lot of people are, and that stuff is becoming more available because yeah. you know, uh, I, I feel like when you can identify that you know these developers that are making these games are people. You know, who have lives and families and, you know, don't need to be working 60, 70, 80, 100-hour weeks, yeah. you know, to finish a fucking video game. It's like, just instead of cramming two months of work into one month, let's just do two months of work in two months. Yeah. You know, mind blown. I know. Yeah. Weird I w- concept, I get it, but... No, I think,
0: I think Nintendo might have been the first one to start up with Animal Crossing, because it's like, like it was supposed to come out in 2019... And then, like when they revealed it, it's like, oh, you probably noticed that we said twenty twenty. That's because we want our student, we want our uh, our teammates, pretty much, to not feel rushed and all that. And it's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. really receptive a crunch, like super receptive.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it was, like what? It's like why? Why do we need to burn out all these developers? You know, why can't we have a healthy workplace, healthy healthy working environment? Um, You know, and set realistic expectations and goals uh, for teams and for development and everything. Uh, You know, it just if if it feels like every game that's coming out involves crunch to make, then maybe you should like set the date back further because it's apparently taking like across the board games are taking longer to develop. That's one a factual statement based off of you know how complicated games are getting anymore. Mm-hmm. And two, a, an opinion statement uh, based off of the fact that every motherfucker is talking about how they're crunching and shit already. It's like, yeah. look, it's, apparently it's taking longer than you fucking thought it was going to. Yeah. Everybody is, so just change your expectations.
0: Yeah, because Cyberpunk would have been a completely <clears throat> different game, but they didn't crunch it.
1: Well, the problem with Cyberpunk is that it was already in the fucking 10 year development cycle. It's like, look. <laughs> yeah. And the, that's why, like, corporate's like, look, we're going to shove it out here and ignore all of our you know, beta testers who say the game's not done yet, ignore all of our developers who say the game's not done yet, and we're just going to fucking shove it out there. And look what happened a year later. It was actually fixed. Yeah. So another year it would have been done.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, like another year. Also, speaking of which, I did not put it on here. I didn't <clears> put two uh, topics on here. But you see how we're uh, beyond good and evil Us, director?
1: I did not see that. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Beyond Good and Evil lost their director. Oh my gosh! Looked at it went up really fast.
1: (laughs) I I think a few things go into crunch. I I think it's unrealistic expectations about development cycles, and it's also poor leadership. Mm -hmm. uh, Because if your directors aren't managing the teams properly, then they nothing will get done right. You know because I'm sure that everybody at the company is doing their job to the best of their ability, but it's the director's job to reallocate resources to what's important Mm -hmm. to to cut, uh, features and cut parts of the game that won't be as impactful, uh, you know, and try to get the most bang for the buck as far as, uh, you know, work hours is concerned. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's about management, about managing people, you know, Mm -hmm. um, because you know you could you could spend an infinite amount of time and make the perfect game, but you know nobody would be able to play it because it'd never come out. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. This is basically because of labor issues too. Yeah, I, I feel like this game should have been out by now.
1: Oh, Beyond Good and Evil. Yeah. Well, when was it announced? Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, six years. you know, maybe we'll hear something about it soon. But you got to think too, um, the announcement strategy for games is different now i think because games you're not you're not hearing about games like as projects announced like 10 years before they're going to release anymore you know and i feel like beyond good and evil 2 is one of those old guards right it's probably one of the last ones where they were like well we just have to we just have to announce whatever we're working on like as soon as we can so that people get excited about you know Which makes sense whenever games are simpler and you can churn them out quicker. But whenever your game is going to take you, you know, seven years to finish mm-hmm. or more, you shouldn't you know, be doing that. You shouldn't be doing that because people can only stay excited for so long before they start to turn that excitement into other stuff. Like fatigue or, or
0: something. Yeah, e-
1: either they become fatigued and they stop caring and giving a shit about your game. So now you don't even, now all that is just fucking useless. Or they're still excited about the game but they're mad because they can't actually play it, so then they take it out on you. It's like, well instead what you need to be doing is like announcing something like a year before it's gonna come out or yeah. like six months before it's gonna come out. And we've been seeing that a lot recently. Yeah. Where games are announced and they're coming out like later this year or, you know, in six months or twenty twenty four or something, you know. Yeah,
0: like Mortal Kombat still twenty twenty three, like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> wait. <laughs> Just randomly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I feel like in I, I feel like um, cyberpunk was the last nail in that coffin. Yeah, so me I, too. I, I think things are going to be different going forward. We're in that transitionary period, and I feel like Young Good and Evil Two is one of those like old guard games that we yeah. just like announced as soon as we literally knew anything about it. <laughs> yeah, and then I think they did put like another
0: trailer like two years later and stuff so like oh yeah, it's still you, you still can't play this game. I'm like all right. Cool. Mm-hmm. I guess you're doing the right thing Ubisoft it's <laughs> uh, Ubisoft apparently they have I think they have like three games leaked or some shit anyways uh, Wolf Among Us you got the, I'm just going down yeah. uh, so dang there was another one Luminous Studios I didn't put that one there Yeah. for
1: you yeah Luminous Studios uh, apparently is getting merged back into Square Enix how do you feel about that I mean Studios Rise and Fall it happens um I think that force spoken underperformed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure what happened there with that game. Uh, they had a really cool concept, and they just botched it. I feel like. Uh, I feel like most of that game is just a miss. Like, had a really cool idea, and then they just did not execute it all. All right. Yeah. yeah. What makes you?
0: How so? Sort of just affect the fact that the way that they try to mix modern with old time or no, or is it?
1: No, nah, I feel like, <clears throat> like it, it, you know, you get the whole like easy trope stuff. Uh, you know, it's a classic storytelling thing, you know, the, uh, any more really, even though it's kind of a more modern, I guess, way to tell a story or something, uh, or more modern premise. But, um, you know, it's something that a lot of people could touch on. It's like, Oh, well you're whisked away into a magical fantasy land. It's like, Oh, well, you know, what kid hasn't dreamed about doing that? Mm hmm. Um, but, you know, they, <clears throat> the magical fantasy land that you get whisked into is just fucking empty and dead, uh, which is part of the story. And I get that, like, that, you know, there's this corruption that's destroying the the planet or plane or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, the last city, it's just open and dead and like just decrepit. It's like, why, why couldn't this be, you know? Living, it feels like everything's just like, feels like there's just dolls and in, in a in a playhouse, and you're just like, well, I don't really give a shit about any of these characters because they're not really characters. Yeah. Um. The the city itself, it looks super bland and open, and it, who cares, right? It's like you couldn't put like, you know, details and time and effort into it, and I know that they did put time and effort into it, but it just feels wasted. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um. The combat looks really spectacular, and that's probably the best part about it. And it's still not that great. Yeah, uh, the game is so mind-numbingly easy that it it doesn't like matter. Like none of it really matters. It doesn't feel like you're struggling at all. And you know it shouldn't be an insurmountable challenge, but it shouldn't be just like the easiest thing in the world. You shouldn't be that overpowered character that's just gonna come in and kick everybody's ass. Yeah. And then there's also the misses with all the, like... Dialogue. The main character's dialogue. Um, you know, not even that it's trying to be, like, quippy and it's just bad, you know? It's like, you know, the, the writers were trying to be funny and because you try to be funny, you're not. Yeah. Um. So, and it's just, it's also things like how, the, like, the character just doesn't care about the world that they're in or that they're trying to save.
0: Yeah, they're just there.
1: Yeah, and that's like a, it's like a, a pit that you fall into with like d d characters too. You have to have a reason to want to go on an adventure and be with the adventuring party, because otherwise, why is your character here? And that shows up in your role play. You know what I mean? Like if your character is like super edgelord lord and like keeps himself and it's like I don't have any friends and it's like I just want to like get rich and like kill people and stuff and it's like okay. Cool. Why are you with this like lawful good p- adventuring party trying to like save the kingdom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, if you don't want to be here, fuck off.
0: <laughs> yeah. What's funny is, uh, I think it happened like in Critical Coro is that they had uh, Trevor, I think his name. Mm-hmm. They had Trevor Trevor Uh, like he road played with Laura Bailey because that's they're married for real. Yeah. And like they had them like role play. Like kissing, like you finally did it, bro. I'm like, yeah, because like he's he's always playing a romantic, friendship type shit with his wife In each, each campaign, and like so. After some point, I feel like that would get old. Yeah, <laughs> it's just funny, mm-hmm. but no, I love those two. Regardless, it was just funny because like he was like super embarrassed. I'm like, Cause he, kisses his <laughs> <laughs> he kisses, wife, he his wife when uh actual t- TV. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Like, you didn't do it at your wedding, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like you didn't. <laughs> Just because you did it on the national airwaves doesn't make it any different,
1: my guy. <laughs> well, and, yeah, uh, we, we're talking about, uh, you know, Luminous Studios getting uh, rolled back into yeah. Square Enix. Apparently, Square Enix is getting some... Change-ups of their own. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the
0: president, man. Yeah. Maybe we won't start to talk about NFTs anymore.
1: Yeah, Yosuke Matasuda uh, is stepping down as president of Square Enix. Uh, you know, the Square Enix has had a lot of misses recently. Um, they only have one good one right now. Well, they've had Marvel's Avengers, which we're you know we have publicly bashed yeah uh, because like i said the story was great everything else about the game sucked yeah uh you know it was a, a cool like 20 hour story if that maybe you know maybe even less ten. than like uh, 10 10, ten yeah. 15 hour story something like that um and then after that there's like this like games as a service like bullshit. you know bullshit yeah. we're just gonna sit here and do these random missions over and over again
0: yeah. um your best game is probably Octopath Trevor 2 right now. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a dope game. What have you been playing this week, by the way? Before we continue. Have you play anything good? Biomutant? Right? Uh,
1: yeah, I started playing Biomutant. Um, I've been having a lot of fun with it. I don't think it's a great game or anything. Like, it's good. It's fun. Don't get me wrong. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's fine. I'm glad, I, I, I would be pissed off if I paid $60 for it.
0: You were close. <laughs> you
1: were close. <laughs> I was close. I was close. And then I saw reviews and I'm like, nope. Not again. (laughs) Not again. Not again. That's the same thing that happened with Forspoken, too. I was like, nope, not again.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, uh, Advocated for blockchain initiatives at uh, Square Enix, even sending out a New Year's letter reaffirming the company's interest back in January. Last year, a trademark appeared for Symbiogenesis. Is that how you say it? Mm Mm-hmm. Symbiogenesis. Symbiogenesis, sorry. Which hinted at some sort of possible Parasite e revival. It's that game that they thought we thought was going to be Parasite e, but it's mm. not. However, it turned out to be an NFT collective art project. Lame. Well, Matsuda will leave Square Enix soon, players can still encounter him in Near Automata, as he is a cameo boss battle in the game's DLC. Yep. I don't remember that at
1: all. Yeah, it's well, it's in the, in the DLC for the game. I never bought the DLC, so no.
0: I love and Automata. Yeah, or is it Automata.
1: Automata. I always say Automata, but automata. I, I hear people say Automata, and I'm. I, I think either one's fine. Yeah, I think it's like data like... versus data. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I won't. I won't. I won't be going back to uh, Nier, I don't think no, it's, it's not. It's not in the future. Well, you know, it it was so succinct when I finished it, I just I wouldn't want to tarnish it by playing it again. Yeah, you know, yeah, because you it's, know, spoiler alert: you you, fi- you finish the the three routes, and then at the end, you, yeah. the boss battle is the credits, and you can delete your save data to help people finish the credits battle. know. Yeah. I deleted my save data. <laughs>
0: I needed to record for review, so I did not do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I, I fully deleted my save data, which y- you can cheat that by getting your backup from the cloud. But I won't do it because yeah, <laughs> okay. So so it's not really gone. It's just, it's just it's in the data. Like, that'd be some wild shit if they could do that with
0: the cloud too.
1: i mean, probably could yeah. honestly. Um, but yeah, no, it. it um, I love the way that that game ended. So I, I just I wouldn't tarnish it by going.
0: Back. I like the first one's ending too. Yep, because they tie in the two, and then they're like. Remember like you said, Well we're erasing your game. I'm like, Wait, what mm-hmm. the fuck you mean you're erasing my game? You're like, put in your name. I'm like, Whatever And then like you said, Hey you didn't die. I'm like, Oh shit, yeah Great game, go play near. <laughs> go play near. Go play near. <laughs> like the payoff. That was that was some tr- tremendous payoff. Alright, so this one I was I'm gonna have for Jeremy, but he has uh date night plans, that kind of stuff. The word JRPG is discriminatory, according to Yoshi P.
1: How I mean, I think you could use it in a derogatory way, I guess, but I don't think it has to be. Because um, traditionally, I think that RPGs and games developed in Japan have a different flavor than mm-hmm. other games. Yeah, uh, you know, games developed, I guess, in, in quote the West or Western culture. Um, they just differ from games developed in Eastern culture. There's just a different approach to them. Yeah, uh, they have different types of mechanics, and I think that's great.
0: Yeah, but I guess so what they're saying is that they just want to be considered a an RPG, RPG, yeah. which
1: is well, it's uh, I guess it's like um, you know when when you talk about like racism or race, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like you got what quote unquote white people, quote unquote black people, but they're all we're all just human, and I get that. I mean I understand that they just want to have like you know this they don't want to be defined Mm -hmm. by um, some other intrinsic value they just want to be you know a game which I think is fair you know Mm -hmm. I think it's fair to just want to to be considered an RPG I think the lines between like Western and um, Eastern RPGs are blurring more and more every day. I feel Mm -hmm. like they both, um, you know, pull different um, pieces from each other's games. You know, we have a lot of, like, more Western games that are inspired by, like, Souls-likes, for instance. Yeah,
0: So, like, this, I can't believe Skill Up is the one that asked him, because apparently we will talk more about Final Fantasy XVI. Have you seen any of the new gameplay for it? It looks like a God of War game. And that's not bad
1: at all. Uh, no, I mean, I, I haven't I haven't looked at any of the gameplay for it. Uh,
0: bro, it's it's a love letter to Final Fantasy fourteen fans. Yeah. There's no way around it. Mm-hmm. They even have, like, the little, you know, like, the little panels, like, on the floor, like, when you're fighting a boss fight. They have that in this one, too. I'm like, yeah, this is definitely a Final Fantasy XIV mm-hmm. uh, love letter. And everyone's like, well, Garuda's in every one. I'm like, no, she's not. Like, Garuda's not in every Final
1: Fantasy. No. If it's in every Final Fantasy, though, right? If it's
0: in every Final Fantasy, Shiba is. Mm -hmm. But Garuda has only been from 11 up. Like, huh. Interesting. Yeah. So, for us as developers in Japan, the first time we heard it, it was like a discriminatory term explaining Yoshida. As though we were being made fun of for creating these games, and so for... Some developers, the term JRPG can be something that will maybe trigger bad feelings because of what it was in the past. It wasn't a compliment to a lot of developers in Japan. We understand that recently JRPG has better connotations and it's being used as a positive, but we still remember the time when it was used as a negative. Mm Interesting. Interesting. Because we like, it's just that they come from Japan, so we thought that they were the one that Mm -hmm. made it, but it turns out that the West are the one that made the term. I never thought it was a bad term at all, though, for me personally. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I think it was a way for uh, Western audiences to talk about and describe, um, you know, the concepts that are being brought forth in these games. Um, Because calling, like, Final Fantasy and I don't know. Well uh I'm trying to think of like different Western RPGs that would be like Fallout. a good fit. Yeah, I guess like if you tried to compare like Final Fantasy to Fallout, right? Like a final like Or Red Dead. We could use Red Dead. Sure. Yeah. Um you know, or Red Dead or The Witcher, I guess. Um, it's a Polish game. Yeah, but it's still Western.
0: Okay, I hear what you're trying. To... Yeah.
1: Uh yeah, because each like you know, like European like European and U.S. games are like Western developers, right? Yeah. When like Asian developers are like Eastern developers, yeah, we'll yeah, just, I, like, yeah. Loosely say that there, right? Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, like saying like Final Fantasy twelve and Fallout three are like the same genre of game is a bit of a stretch, I think. Sure, they both have like character progression where you put like skill points into things. You know, and maybe you find weapons and upgrades and that sort of thing, but their approach is vastly different. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like it was necessary to coin some term to be able to talk about it properly. You know, and I'm very sorry that uh, <laughs> you know people used it in a derogatory way. I had no idea that people used Usually, RPG in like a, a bad a bad way. Yeah, it always to me has just been just a subgenre, right? Like it's just a way to talk about a RPG with a certain style of, you know, a certain make, right? A certain style of, um, gameplay elements to it. Right. And
0: also like, anytime like you're, it's labeled, it's always been JRPG. Like anytime, like it's on the box, like wouldn't you guys not want to, like you should have said something then, Mm -hmm. like don't put this on the box. Don't say any of this. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's like, I don't know. Like if, if you said that, um, like, I don't know, Fable, I guess, and like yeah. Final Fantasy, um, like, when does the first Fable come out?
0: Uh, it's the two thousands, right? Two thousand two, maybe. I've never played Fable, but I got you got it. Because yeah, i I've, I've never played Fable, the first one. Mm. Oh, it's not twenty sixteen. 2004. 2004. Yeah. So yeah, I like I said, uh, never thought it was a problem. But if they wanted to just be called an RPG, fine. It's an RPG. And it's just a subgenre. And I don't know, separation of terms. Yeah. All right. So
1: so Final Fantasy X came out in 2003. Fable come out in 2004. Yeah. Extremely different games. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. They're both RPGs. Very, very different games. Yeah. So, (laughs) just put that into perspective.
0: Yeah, and also, like, they said that this one feels more like Devil May Cry meets God of War, that kind of stuff. And they said, like, are you moving away? I'm like, I guess Scalop's question was, like, do you feel as though you're moving away from the traditional JRPG turn-based stuff? He said, "Like, yeah, we just have not transcended what our genre of what RPGs should be. So, like, we're trying to label ourselves as an RPG."
1: Yeah, and I think that's extra I think that's very fair because, like I said, in the past several years, like, um, I mean, the lo- like, if Final Fantasy XII didn't have turn-based combat, you know what I mean? Yeah, um,
0: in a way, yeah, it does have a turn-based
1: in, in a way, it has, like, timers and stuff, but it's yeah. not turn-based. It's, yeah. it's you're on, in an arena moving characters around, you know, it's 3D, like, sure, they have, like, timers and stuff that could be kind of construed as, like, that's your turn or whatever, uh, to activate an ability, but uh, to say that it's turn-based combat, I think, is reductive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's been that trend. They're getting away from that style of combat for a long time. Um, So, I mean, it's, I I think the lines, like I said, the lines have been blurring more and more because there's this global conversation about like what games are. Right. Mm -hmm. And developers like get inspired by other developers stuff. So like, our Western developers get inspired by like Souls like stuff, yeah. and so they make their own kind of versions of that, or they draw inspiration from that to make mm-hmm. new stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's uh, it's totally fair. Like, yes, yeah. it's, it's totally then, inspirational based. Yeah, because it's a conversation; it's two way. So the Japanese get inspired by us too, right? So they mm-hmm. their developers start to change the way that they approach games because of these other great games that come out in the West. Yeah, you I know, mean... Like God of War, friends. instance. God of War, like, seriously.
0: And uh, even with that, I know it's a kind of a longer topic, and it, it should be, because mm-hmm. um, I think, from what I've seen of that game of, of 16 it looks promising because like there's no quick time events whatsoever. Mm-hmm. There's no turn based. It doesn't do the Final Fantasy 7 remake thing at all Like where you switch between characters. I think I've asked one person in uh, ACG's Discord I said like, so how do we feel about it just being one character? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I just want a good game. I'm like, alright, fine. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause, and also I have another friend said like, well, I just want Final Fantasy 7. I just want Final Fantasy to be Final Fantasy. I'm like, in my head, like, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> and I think that means different things to different people too. Yeah, sure, because they because P, it like video games are art, right? Mm-hmm. And people have um, their own relationship with art, and it should make you feel a different way than anybody else, really. Mm-hmm. So it was
0: it was just an interesting question. I was like, oh, I mean, was interesting statement. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I go off with your bad self. You mm-hmm. want fun fantasy? Um, so, diversity, inspiration, we've reported or talked about how there's not going to be, like, you know, like a people of color in Final Fantasy but they are pulling from various cultures with great respect and care, and Yoshi P has said, I hope players worldwide will play the game and co- connect with its universal themes and the experiences as a whole. Yeah. And that's fair. I mean you know. It's a, still a slippery slope for real. Yeah. It's a slippery slope with all, like, this game, Diablo, Harry Potter, uh, Hogwarts Legacy, it's a slippery slope for these three games. Mm-hmm. And you just gotta take it with a grain of salt what you wanna do, how do you feel as a person. Just know who you are. And yeah. I'm playing
1: this game regardless. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's an ongoing conversation, right? And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, as long as you're able to bring up these concepts, if it's, you know, I don't think that they did anything malicious no. by not having any co- people of color in these games or yeah. anything, you know, for like Final Fantasy 16, for instance. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that the thought just really just didn't cross their mind because the Japanese culture is very homogenous, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of differentiation <laughs> there, a lot of minority or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think that it probably just didn't cross their mind. They didn't think about it.
0: You
1: know? Yeah. And... You know, I, honestly, maybe that's the world we should be in too. <laughs> you know, where we just don't have to think about these things. It's like, oh, well, we just need to make a cool game, right? Yeah. Or make a cool story.
0: Yeah, yeah. He yeah. said, he said, began by noting that the question deserves great care with words, phrasing, and nuance before explaining his perspective on the situation. Mm-hmm. Which is, like I said, people all have their own thoughts on the scope and their understanding of the term diversity, he said. Yeah. I don't consider this a bad thing, but it means that the. Impression my answer will give may vary very greatly depending on how someone personally interprets the meaning. So I would first like to ask that you keep this in mind. That's (laughs) I love it. Let me finish this quote. What I would like to take this opportunity to say is, if we had created the world of Balashea in the story, I'm I'm butchering that word. Ballestia? Ballestia. Yeah. (laughs) In the story of Final Fantasy XVI with a great deal of research and investigation into various cultures and value systems from all around the world and have woven them into the sweeping fantasy narrative and world with great respect and care. I would ask players to experience Final Fantasy XVI and see with their own eyes the diverse range of values we have included in the creation of the game players will no doubt resonate with some of these and perhaps find others where they may not have had the same outlook. I hope players worldwide will play the game and connect with its universal themes and the experience as a whole. So, well, it's there. So, you're like, you got to look for it. We're pretty much looking at an Elden Ring-type adventure in Final Fantasy XVI. That's
1: right. For
0: the first time ever. I don't care. I'm playing the game.
1: <laughs> at this mm-hmm. point. Very excited about the Elder Ring DLC that was announced? Yes, I am. Um, are you? <laughs> I mean, I didn't play Elder Ring. You should so. play it, man. Ah, probably. I don't
0: know. Get you get you into a get you into some Dark Souls
1: games. Nah, I'll be all right. Or play. I'll uh, just play me some All My Cool Six.
0: Yeah, I've seen how that's coming before the DLC. Yeah, but we don't know. We don't have like an official date for that game at all.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I don't think we have anything. I think it's just um, I uh, the release like the release date is for the DLC is like at the end of twenty twenty three at the earliest. So I mean, uh, Armcore Six only has a twenty twenty three release window. Like they haven't set a date, but it's supposed to be out by the end of the year. Okay. Hey, but I mean that could be you know holiday season. It's a big time, so like. In, like, October, maybe, or September. That's
0: going to be your first Souls
1: game. <laughs> I mean, if it's, in, if it has Souls-like combat, that's okay. I I'll, I'll, I'll like me some Armor Core. i want to play. You like Armor Core? I Holy shit. That.
0: From software doing big shit. Also, the fact that they announced this on the same day as Horizon's <laughs> anniversary. Mm-hmm. That's funny. They just don't like Horizon at all.
1: It's, it, Horizon gets a bad rap, man. Because like every time it comes out, there's just a game that's just like like above and beyond over here, and then it's just Horizon, who's just like is it a solid game, great experience, but also like they don't like reach the high highs or the low lows of these other titles that come out.
0: Right? <laughs> What's funny though is I think that they have a, a they have DLC coming out. I think that's what happened too, I think it was a couple of weeks prior, is that the DLC for the first game came out, and then at the Game Awards, Breath of the DLC came out like, ha, these motherfuckers don't care about Horizon at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a way to shit on Gorilla. Shout out to Gorilla, you did make a good game, but that in the second one, I don't know. I know some of the. I think I have a friend that he's played that game three times through. Which one? Uh, Forbidden West. Yeah. I can only do that once. <laughs> it's a one-time experience.
1: It's a big experience. <laughs> I don't know if i going through it again. <laughs> He's like, I'm, I'm good. I did play through uh, uh, Zero Dawn a few times, though. I can see that. Yeah. But, like, it's such a, it's. I like that game so much because it's succinct. Right? right. Like, it gets in, it does what it wants to do, and then it gets out, and it's done. And it's just elegant in that way. And then
0: 2 is like... <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: and 2 is just this big, massive endeavor. And I love it because it's it's just more of this world that I fell in love with, you know, with Horizon Zero Dawn. But it's just so much. <laughs> I remember he
0: said, he's like, I thought I was going to play them this game this week. And he's like, that was going to be done with it this weekend. I'm nowhere near done with this game. Yeah. <sighs> you got to love it, though. Um... Capcom showcase coming. We're going to see some new games, some new gameplay, hopefully, from Street Fighter,
1: some Resident Evil. Maybe? Brave,
0: uh, Resident Evil, there's a demo coming. Yep, yep, yep. Oh shoot, Pokemon Day. That was awesome, man. It was kind of funny. Uh, people are hoping that the first and second gen games would come to uh, Nintendo Online Switch, mm. so they could finally just play that, and that would be cool, I guess. But the big announcement was Pokemon Sleep. That's <laughs> yeah, the biggest thing.
1: The biggest reel.
0: How do you feel about Pokemon Sleep? I don't care about Pokemon <laughs> Sleep. You don't even play Pokemon Go, though, do you? No, I don't. No. <laughs>
1: I played it a little bit when it first came out and I stopped. So.
0: <laughs> I do want to play the trading card game, though. I need some friends to play with me with that one. I don't care. I'll buy all the cards. I don't have to buy a thing. <laughs> Would you play? <laughs> Pokemon trading card game? Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, a new version of the original trading card game, base set base was announced next in form for the online classic. Though its exact nature is still unclear, this appears to be a one-off purchase, almost like a board game, of classic Pokemon card decks with a game board and pieces included.
1: You know? Oh, okay, so it's like a live-in box game. I'm here for it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know play a
0: game. He's like, all right, cool. Uh, Pokemon Te- they are making a stop motion Netflix show. Mm-hmm. They showed it with a side duck. I'm like, okay, cool. Pokemon Knight unite, oh my, I just didn't play that game at all. Pokemon Cafe Remix gets Scarlet and Nexus DLC. I've never played their Cafe game. It's just not for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, cooking games, cooking mini-games, turning into games, you know.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm here for it. Uh, Pokemon Sleep wakes up, launching this summer. With their release in of Summer 2023, the app will track your sleeping patterns and will show you different sleep styles of the many different pocket-, pocket monsters you can encounter in the game. It aims to turn sleeping into entertainment by having a player's time spent sleeping and the time they wake up affect the gameplay, letting, the, letting players wake up with
1: Pokemon every morning. You know? I mean, look, I'm here for it. Uh, you know, if nothing else, it'll promote healthy sleeping. habits. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know? Because if the, if the goal of the game is to sleep, then there you go. <laughs> Pokemon Go
0: Plus announced for Pokemon Sleep and Pokemon Go. So, I guess people that have the watch or whatnot, they get this. It says, the Pokemon Company may already have released the Pokemon Go, but it it has now announced the Pokemon Go Plus Plus. There you go. <laughs> plus Plus. Said, <laughs> I like how I didn't put it in here, so it said as Plus Plus. The new gadget is designed to work with Pokemon Sleep and Pokemon Go. It will be available July 21st. So, that means maybe that's when the Pokemon Sleep comes out. As for Go, Pokemon Go functionality, the device will finally allow players to catch Pokemon and spin Poke Stops automatically, a feature that's otherwise only been available through third-party alternatives. Damn, mm. that's crazy. And then, of course, the last one is that Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet will be getting expansions, Tease for Fall 2023. That seems a little too far away. But they gotta get this game up and running before they release DLC. Yeah. It's cause the performance issues a thing. Yeah, it's not the Switch's fault, that is a development thing. I gotta keep on saying that. Mm hmm. But they made Suicum look like a something different. Mm mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh are you here for are you here for the potential Starfield showcase that might happen?
1: I mean, yeah, I, I'm excited for Starfield to a reasonable degree. <laughs> it looks like Fallout every time. I mean, l- listen, it's just Outer Worlds. <laughs> it's just gonna be Outer Worlds again. <laughs> Outer Worlds was great. <laughs> it's idea. just gonna be Outer Worlds again. <laughs> I just, you know, okay. If you liked Outer Worlds, here you go. <laughs> Here's not, Outer Worlds. Don is not
0: <laughs> afraid to say that as soon as you saw it. Because like you have saw it. We watched the E3
1: conference last year. He's like, so Fallout 4. So Fallout 4. <laughs> yeah. That's like you, we so, were, so Fallout 4 in space. So Outer Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we used
0: all our assets from our other games. Like, so Fallout 4. <laughs> that's so true.
1: I, it, it fucking look at it. It's Fallout 4. <laughs>
0: I didn't play much of Fallout Four, but I can definitely see that it, Fallout Four. It looks
1: dead ass like, like Fallout, Fallout Four. 4 yeah. yeah, you're not wrong. because <laughs> they're using the same fucking assets. They're using the same fucking engine. It's it's fucking Fallout Four in space. Oh so my it's God. World. Oh my <laughs> gosh, which is hilarious because it, you know basically like I mean I know that Starfield has been in development for a long time and it's been in development since. Before or during the development of Outer Worlds, so I know they didn't copy them or anything, but it's just fucking hilarious to me <laughs> that you know Obsidian, who made arguably the best Fallout game, yeah, made Outer Worlds, and now Fallout developer Bethesda is making Fallout in space, yeah, i.e. Outer Worlds, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i.e. Outer Worlds, I love it. <laughs> like, yes, yeah, I see the correlations. <laughs>
0: I see him. You think we're getting that game this year?
1: I don't think we're going to hear about the game until before it's about to release. So I think this showcase is a signal that it's going to be coming out soon.
0: Okay, cool. They said first half of 2023, so... Mm-hmm. When are you... When are you like, dang, but... We're in March right now. When are you going to drop this game then? July? July?
1: Could not a lot of competition in July typically.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you said, you can't do June because you're getting Street Fighter and Final Fantasy. You can't do May mm-hmm. because that's when uh Zelda comes out. Mm-hmm. Next month is Star Wars. This month is Resident Evil. Like, wh- like when are you dropping this game?
1: You know. <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't think Bethesda's worried about. All these other games that are coming out i think they're just gonna put out their game when they think it's ready and they're just gonna mic drop it and be like well
0: that's totally fine like but but like i'm thinking like as a gamer like like
1: wait, wait what do you play you know <laughs> mm-hmm. you play the games you want to play perry
0: but then also you get that whole fear of missing out thing concept and it's like okay i see where we're going here i don't know this like this is the first half of the month is like kind of calm. We ain't got to worry about other games. We're just playing games. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. delayed ruling. How do you feel about this one for uh, Activision Blizzard,
1: uh, Microsoft? Well, like I say, it, um, you know we've been talking about the antitrust concepts for the um, Microsoft purchase of uh, Activision Blizzard, and while it will make Microsoft a powerhouse. I'm not sure that it necessarily constitutes them being in like antitrust violations. Yeah. Um, like I said, there's a lot of developers in the world. You know, there's a lot of independent developers. There's a lot of developers. There's a lot of different publishers. Um, honestly, like, the the thing that would freak me out is if, Sony, if Microsoft tried to buy Sony. You know what I mean? Try to just buy them out and be done with it. That would be a clear anti-competitive Movement there, because the thing is, there's just n- there's not a lot of platforms to play games on. Like it's it's Steam, you know, good old games to a degree. Um, you've got Xbox and Microsoft, you know, you got your uh, PlayStation stuff. So I mean, there's only like a handful of, of platforms to play games on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that would be where I think the competitive stuff comes in, the the antitrust stuff, right? Having a lot of IP, while makes you a heavyweight, and necessarily antitrust, I don't think. Also, I'm not a fucking lawyer. I don't know. Listen, you like said, I'm not a lawyer at oh. all. So, I, I would it. rely on, you know, the court system to handle that to the best of their ability. <laughs> Can um, you
0: imagine the court system though right now? Like, Alright, so you want to buy this company to make more video games? Mm-hmm. That's it? Okay, cool. I'm just being facetious with that, but still, though, (laughs) it could be funny. They're like, okay, what's going on? Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. But also, you know, it's the EU and they're making a ruling about, you know, a US based company, but still an international company because obviously they operate on a global scale. So I think that, you know, while their rules are different, they should have a say in, like, whether or not, you know, these sorts of Big juggernaut sort of deals are done, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, all uh, oh, the Call of Duty, other games too. Um,
1: but well, I, I think they're. It looks like that they're making. Um, they're delaying the ruling on it, and it will be released on April twenty fifth uh, to whether or not they will, you know, I guess approve of the deal. Essentially, uh, you think it's gonna happen? I think it will. Honestly, yeah. I think it does. Yeah, I mean... They might they might be forced to divest a few IP or something, but I think overall the deal is happening. I think the overall,
0: I think the overall deal is still happening, and also just, like, there's going to be some type of ruling to make sure that Call of Duty does go to PlayStation as well. If well, that's a that big of a
1: deal. Well, and there's interesting stuff about that, too, um, because apparently Sony was ordered by U.S. court to reveal... Um, some of its inner workings like uh, its deals on uh, getting a time exclusivity Um, they've been the kings of time
0: exclusivity because 157 is still on Xbox you know that Edward said it was supposed to be a time exclusive
1: which is wild you know yeah but yeah they've been um, uh, you know they've been they've been the, the largest opponent of you know, arguing about the consequences of this sort of deal going through. Um that's why I've heard
0: Nintendo's overstand saying they're laying like, oh yeah, we'll make a deal with you. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So they've been, um, they've been requested to provide, I think the last um, four years of sensitive company filings, um, including platform exclusivity deals and other trade secrets is... What the? Ooh, what they're saying? You Jim know,
0: Ryan you got Jim Ryan got <coughs> something on your sleeves. I don't know. Oh, uh, uh, here's another comment about Final Fantasy XVI. They showed the gameplay. Someone put on Twitter like Final Fantasy XVI is going to be the first actual PlayStation Five uh, generation game. I'm like, I tweeted back I'm like, Ratchet and Clank will like to have a word with you. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Yo hate it so much hate it so much um ea sports delays their their golf tour game i just put this on here because i feel like the golf game should come out the same week as the masters that's just me (laughs) because it says that there's it's now launching masters weekend i'm like huh when it should launch because that's the biggest event yep those just marry they go hand in hand
1: I think it should come out like right after the Masters.
0: Right after the Masters, like the week after? The yeah. weekend after?
1: So that Tuesday after the Masters? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the week before the Masters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, enjoy enjoy watching people play golf or playing golf if you're that good. Uh, you know, And then afterwards, <laughs> you can play digital golf because you're not that good.
0: <laughs> Wait, don't people that watch golf have to like walk everywhere with them? Yeah. That's what I was making sure.
1: Oh yeah, I was like they had to walk to the. Everybody else gets go karts; they gotta walk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who the cr- the crowd?
1: Yeah, the crowd. The crowd has to walk. The players get little go karts. Well,
0: yeah, but then they won't they not do anything until people get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought they had like different destinations for the holes. I don't know much about golf. Where's Jason at? Yep. <laughs> Atomic Heart is getting backlash.
1: Yeah, apparently they included a racist cartoon, uh, in the game that will play in like background stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, yep, yep. I no comment on the Ukraine statement. I'm calling for all users worldwide to avoid this game because they're saying that it's Russian propaganda, mm-hmm. and because they are currently in a war with Russia. So, well,
1: the game is set. In an alternate timeline where the USSR uh, didn't break up and, quote, won the Cold War, right? Mm hmm Um, I mean, I I don't know. The game, like I say, game development takes a long time. So this game has been in development since before the Ukraine attack. Yeah. uh, Which is an ongoing conflict, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. I, I didn't think
0: anything of that was uh, facing this game. But, at the same time, I see where they're coming from.
1: Yeah. It makes sense. Um, like, it it could... It's just because of the timing on when it came out, honestly.
0: Yeah, really. I mean, I have some friends that have already played it. They say it's an interesting games like, you're fighting robots.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: I don't know. I know it's on Game Pass, It's not like you're paying money for it you
1: know yeah it's on game Pass. you know maybe go check it out Um, you know they responded to the reports about the uh, the insensitive cartoon and everything that was included in the game they're gonna be patching out immediately because they I guess they didn't realize because it's just like a bunch of vintage like stuff that they just kind of like oh here's a package like vintage cartoons are gonna toss it in here yeah
0: yeah yeah. it's it's uh, whatever Mm -hmm. I mean artists make mistakes sometimes uh, making it a trilogy, babe. The reason wants to, to make the Jedi series a trilogy. I mean, okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I feel like everything wants to be a trilogy. Let's, you know, games, movies, books. Like they all want to be. be two. Want to be two. Be, be different then. Yeah, do, I want to be two. You do you. But uh, <laughs> it feels like most everything. there's it's the, the rule of three, right? Um, you know, in. in Oration, there's, like, this concept of having, you know, like, like three points, right? Three concepts, because three is a very strong number. Um, You know, conceptually speaking, you know, humans for everything that we've come up with, you know, like, triangles being the strongest shape, three points, three sides, you know. Having a well-constructed argument with three points, or having a well-constructed story with three points, you know, is satisfying i guess to Whoa. humans in general so that's why we we do it that way
0: well also the thing is that we were actually talking about this in writers shout out to make the story matter abby evans uh we were talking about or even the other discord uh shots that know uh, me we're talking about how sometimes we want to write that third book but if it doesn't warrant a third book you can make it too and you're just fine. There's well, nothing yeah. wrong with that. Whatsoever. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's been done. So many times. So many times. The three act structure, you know, the three. Yeah. Part yeah. structure. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> and I think that's what makes me feel like, got to work, uh, mm-hmm. Ragnarok. I mean, I haven't beaten it or anything, but just like that, there's only
1: two mm-hmm. compared to being three. <laughs> yeah. It's not enough material for three, but maybe a little too much for two. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. yeah. How you about two. So it's like, so what do you want? <laughs> Right. So you want three or two? <laughs>
0: yeah. I want two and a half. <laughs> two and a half. Blah. But yeah, it should be fun. Dead by Daylight movie coming.
1: <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. You don't know how you feel about that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It just—it's a going to be a horror movie about horror movies. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Conceptually, it sounds weird. <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't know. I've never played the Dead by Daylight games. It's right. so it's asymmetric multiplayer. Uh, one player plays a killer uh, from classic horror franchises yeah. or some original ones that they've come up with, yeah. and then uh, four other players play cooperatively as survivors to try to escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of the whole point. Okay. And it, it's just it's just multiplayer matches. That's all it is.
0: All right, yeah, I mean I've seen you guys play it. Like, I've just never played it myself, so I'm not yeah. that big of a fan.
1: It's it's okay.
0: I can't wait to see Scream next week. That's going to be fun. <laughs> I'm a Scream fan. There you go. My favorite part is the reveal. So it was like, whatever bullshit, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I look around. Like, anytime I got something, he's was like, all right, so who did it? I look at my own. Who did it? Like, I look who at my nephew. Like, who did it? Who do you think you did it? Do you think, who do you think did it? Oh, cool. I, like, I didn't think of her. Uh, the last of a CG show is a testament of Naughty Dog's success in the last 15 years. People were liking the show. I'm really, I'm really pleased that they are. I need to get caught up. Me too. I think I saw the first three episodes and it was like, oh, cool. And then the other episode came out during the Super Bowl. I didn't watch that episode. And I know they did Left Behind DLC, which mm. some people think called that Woke Filler, which they didn't play the game. <laughs> they didn't play the game with the <laughs> DLC. Yeah, like, everyone's like, well, I didn't like this episode. It didn't need to be needed. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like... Whatever, guys. It's a game. You gotta watch Mandalorian, too, man. I do gotta watch Mandalorian. I just don't know how much more... I didn't put this at the top of it. But John Farber said that he doesn't have an end in sight for that series whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But it feels like it, there should be.
1: Well, I think that they had a story that they wanted to tell. A start. You know, they, they had a concept... And now they're just running with the concept. Yeah. I say do it as long as Disney will pay you to do it. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, it's John Faber, what how much money are you not gonna
1: make? But I I do agree. I think that there should be a, a point, a goal, you know, that you're striving towards. But that also can kind of get you into a trap, I guess. Um where, okay, well, you, you get to the goal, what do you do now?
0: Yeah, because, like, you probably know that this season is about, like, him trying to become a Mandalorian again because of what happened in the last episode. Mm hmm. Kind of minor spoilers if you don't want to hear this part. Are they connecting. What's it called? Are they connecting what happened in Boba Fett to Mandalorian 3?
1: I mean, they have to, right? Because he was there.
0: I mean, like. I don't want to say too much. I, well, you go watch the movie, watch the show first.
1: Yeah, I'll watch it.
0: oh you watch the show, then like we'll talk more about it because I'm just kind of confused by some things. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. Good that's episode. all I got. All right. Recommended game. Recommended game.
1: Mm-hmm. you know one. <laughs> I'd say go play Bob It was go fun. Play, play yeah. It's free
0: <coughs> on the what's it called.
1: So. Yeah, it, it was uh, free on PlayStation Plus a few months back so I picked it up added it to my library. It's actually on the
0: premium t- tier now too, I think.
1: Is it? Yeah. Okay.
0: So there you go. Me, I'm still playing Off-Card Harbor 2. It's, it's a great game. Mm-hmm. It improves on everything that they said they were going to Artcoin. They even had party banter. Like so people will talk like you do a person's story mission and then it has like party banter and you like the the party talks back and forth with each other, mm-hmm. so they're talking like, well, they're not connected. I'm like, well, their individual stories not being connected, but they do talk to each other, mm-hmm. so it is connected. You just have to go for it and look for it. And there's also like cross path <clears throat> side missions, like where two party members have to be present mm-hmm. in the party and they have to talk about their story together. It's connected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Show of the week.
1: Uh. Mandalorian. There you go. I'm actually going to recommend you go check out uh, Cyberpunk Edgerunners. Yes, yeah, i um, Yeah, great. It, it was a great anime uh, and it, it has apparently won uh, 2022's Anime of the Year according to uh, Crunchyroll. Oh Wow. Like the, the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. Yeah. It, it won Best Anime of the Year. Yeah,
0: and if you're going to go see this Summoner of uh, Swordsman Village movie, which is not the Swordsman Village movie, go have fun. Let me know how it is. <laughs> because I'm not going to go see that in the ears that's sorry fair. <laughs> that's, fair. Huh? that's fair Like, seriously, I was like alright this is a new movie I'm kind of ready and it was like no it's just the end of the entertainment district with the first episode of swordsman village I'm like oh no I'm good
1: yeah that's what I was kind of wondering about because I'm like they said that they were doing the swordsman village arc like as season three so it's not going to be a movie I was like so what are they going to do with the movie yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah, so
1: it's really just the end of the entertainment district. And people are like. I mean, I would be okay with them, like, retelling the entertainment district in a movie format. That would be okay.
0: But not, like, the last few episodes. Yeah. And also, my thing is, like, someone tries to say, shout out to her, too, mm-hmm. is that, like, we don't get anime movies often. I'm like, I just watched a One Piece movie a few months ago. Yeah. What are you talking about? We don't there get are, They're coming
1: out, coming out more and more, you know, all the time, so.
0: Like, what, where's this statement coming from?
1: Yeah, what I would like to see is like some of the like original animation uh anime movies coming out um like to theaters and such um like um like the Ghibli movies yeah well like like uh like Your Name came out a few years ago but that, I don't think it ever played in the states not that I heard about it anyway mm, yeah no it's all
0: nothing but new like hell if Black Clover came out with a movie here I'd watch it you know yeah I don't know. It's it's all weird. Anyways, thank you guys. We love y'all and we'll see ya next week. Peace.